Welcome to another episode of As the Drum Turns. I'm Jeff Hollinshead, <laughs> and I'm here with Laura Smith today. Laura, how are you? I could not be better, Jeff. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> we figured we'd mix it up today because today's our 52nd podcast. That's right, 52nd episode. So that makes uh, a full year that we made it. We made it. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited, excited about a year in the books and many more years to come. That's right. As long as Laura doesn't kick me off, so. That's right. That's right. Um, a lot of times I thought, you know, it would probably be better if I just had someone else in here. Um, but no, that's not, <laughs> that's not true at all. I, I, I love this. This is a lot of fun. Um, let me tell you about my week, Jeff. Go ahead, Laura. Tell me about So on Monday, uh, Monday night, um, you know, I was super pumped about uh, a night pour. Um, yep. So I got to experience. So Monday night, I went to went to sleep like at seven o'clock and woke up around one to go visit my people at Plant One in Smyrna. Um, they were doing a, a job on I think Jayton was the customer, and so I went to the plant around two a.m. and watched all those guys and Joe Autry and that whole crew do their thing. Um, the night pour. It was it was super super cool because everything. <coughs> At that um, at that time of night, like it's, there's steam coming off the trucks, and uh, everything's just lit. You know the high vis, it's just glowing, and <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm serious. It, it felt just super heroic in that moment, um, and I just I, I just kind of saw it in all in a different light. Um, That's awesome. I just I loved it. I loved. It. I think awesome. everybody should. Well, tell should them what your uh, why why were you out there? Well, what are we getting ready for? Yeah, so we're getting ready for the leadership conference, and uh, we were shooting some video. Um, so we had a photographer there and a film crew, uh, just trying to just trying to show like the the aspect of of concrete that doesn't get um, noticed much. You know, just the the hype of it, and uh, to get people excited. Just yeah. uh, concrete in a different in a different light. That's right. <laughs> so we're making target. a hype video. So it's gonna get everybody excited and motivated for our uh, for our big meeting coming. Up. So looking forward to that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's next week, um, a week from now, and uh, and we're all excited about that. That's for right. Sure. That's right. So it's coming. It's coming. And we had our topping out party uh, at our building. I don't know if we mentioned that last week or no, or not, we didn't. but I don't think yeah, we did. Uh, Friday was our topping out. So all the concrete's been placed, and now they're studding up walls in our new building. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. Laura and I were together today, actually. Looking at furniture. Yeah, looking at furniture. Super cool just being able to think about, of course, the structure of the building, um, but being able to meet with the architects and see their vision and, and think like it's, a, it's just a really cool investment. A lot of people in this, uh, a lot of companies are, you know, having people work from home, but but not you guys. You're, yeah. you're investing in the people, and I think that's really important to <clears throat> no, notice that. Yeah, I mean, our business is, I thought it was important from the very beginning Uh to, we expect all of our folks to be at work, and we mm-hmm. did throughout the pandemic, and everyone just did such a fantastic job with that. that I think it's important for all of our people, not just uh, those in the field, but those in the office to be at work as well. And and so we made the conscious decision to, uh, you know, follow guidelines, but being an essential business, we were able to keep our doors open. That means keeping our office open as well, and we did. And, and uh, you know, it's been t- this pandemic, pandemic's been tough on everyone. Uh, many, many people have gotten COVID, you know, that work for us just everywhere that, that's been affected by it. But, uh, you know, hopefully there's light at the end of, end of the tunnel. And uh, certainly we have stayed and, and been busy during this whole mm-hmm. process. So all is well. 
So, Laura, what are we talking about today? Okay, okay. So, today, um, we're going to talk about a little bit of, of Robert Iger's book, uh, The Ride of a Lifetime. Um, Which, this came, by the way, is my favorite book Yes, that's why you, that's why you made me uh, order it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, order, order. yeah, my favorite so, book. Hey, it only took like a day to, to arrive at my door. Um, that's what <laughs> happens <laughs> when Amazon is literally just a couple miles from your house. That's right. uh, <laughs> so, um, in, there's a section and it, it talks about lessons to lead by. Um, one of those bullet points, it says, now more than ever, innovate or die. There can be no innovation if you operate out of fear of the new. So I want you to just kind of unpack, um, tell me a little bit about what that means to you. Well, I think it's for people in ready mix, I think sometimes you can get caught up in the fact, well, it's concrete. It's been the same since the Egyptians did it, uh, you know, rocks and cement, and there's no no reason to innovate. Uh, but that can, can be no further from the truth. You know, we have to continually innovate, look for ways to run our business more effectively and efficiently. And I've seen this happen so many times. There's been transformational moments in our business over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, transformational in the sense in which we run the business. You know, we have to run it differently. Just the constraints and the, and the concepts that we've created in order to uh, to run a business that's in 13 states, you know, that stuff doesn't just happen on its own. Those things were, you know, they were done thoughtfully. You know, the whole concept of a GM and regions and sales folks and the way we do plant maintenance and the way that we order trucks and the type of things that we do, the materials that we use, the way we design mixes, all those things had a way in which we did them. And, and, and uh, truly, they, it was innovation. We innovated. We looked for ways to grow a business. There's not a playbook on how to grow a business. There's not. There's a lot of books on business, but there's no book on how to run a red mix business. Or, mm-hmm. So you have to do it. Be confident in yourself. Be confident in your decisions and, uh, and, and get up every day and make it happen. And, and that's what our folks do, you know, and everyone that's listening, that's what you do every day. You, and we need to look for ways to, to do things better and not just get stuck in a rut. And it's easy to do that, you know, and, and <clears throat> the same is true when you make a mistake. You know, sometimes, you know, personally, I've made so many mistakes too, you know, in the way that we run the business. One, one example of a mistake it was, was Zello. You know, Zello was the innovation. We thought, well, we're going to put these in the trucks, use Zonars to to support the Zello in that so way. Tell, for us that don't know, tell me what is Zello is. Zello is just a communication device. It's kind of like a CB, but it's an internet-based Oh, okay. okay. And it's, uh, you know, the technology looked great. And this is a great example of people in an office making a decision for people in operations. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, I was sitting in an office, sounded great in here. Went and got in a truck one night. Well, I tell you, more than that, I got in a truck four or five different times. The thing never worked right. Uh, the communication was never clear. You can never get, I always had to go through a process and call Chris Ross, call dispatch in order to, to get the thing to work. And after about the fourth time of that, I said, we're, we're done. We're, we pulled the plug. And so we don't we don't use them unless we have a region where in which people really enjoyed them. Uh, but which is not very many. So it was a mistake, you know, cost some money. I mean, you know, and so you got to learn through innovation when to pull the plug, when to double down and, and, and realize don't get emotionally attached to decisions. And I try my best not to do that. And I think uh, as, as leaders, whether you're no matter what position you're in the company, we need to look for ways to do what we do better, faster, safer, 
Uh, and then if what we try doesn't work, communicate that. Let us know it's not working. This is uh, this is too hard for us to do, or it takes too much time. There's not enough value creation here, and uh, that way we can fix it. That way we can fix it. Yeah. So how? Um have you noticed just between you and your family, like, is it, is it difficult to um, think about new ways? Like how receptive are you to, to new ideas and new innovation? I mean, I'm extremely receptive um, to, to, to look at it. And as people have things that they, they want to bring to us, that doesn't mean we're always going to say yes. You know, we're, we're confident folks, you know, and I, I think you need to be that way and confident in your conviction in the way that you run your business but you also have to be flexible enough to listen to good new ideas. And there's been plenty of those too. So, uh, you know, much, much of what we do is because of the uh, uh, innovation of others, you know, people that tell us that we need to do this or make recommendations on doing that. And, and so those are things that we use. And, and if we're going to continue to grow and we're going to be a successful business for years and years and years to come, we're, we have to innovate or die. And that means that the way we run the business now with 3,000 uh, team members is going to be much different than the way that we are forced to run our business with 10,000 team members. And really, you know, my goal, and I've mentioned this before, we're going to talk about this in leadership too, is to grow the company by four times by the time that I'm 40. That's That's been no. that's my goal. And Should we talk about how old you are right now? I'm 31. 31, okay. So maybe I'm 41, but anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but in the next 10 years, we want to we want to grow the business by four times. And in order to do that, that means that we take 3,000 times that by four. You know, that's 12,000 people that work at our company. And what a great accomplishment that's going to be that we met that goal in 10 years. 12,000 people working at our company. Uh, what could we accomplish together? It's going to be amazing. But to think that everything that we do today is going to work when our company grows by four times, it, it's, it's not. That's right. you know, it's not going to work. The, uh, the amount of direct reports that managers have, we've, we've, we're having discussions internally right now, you know, because our workload is incredible. You know, the, the ability of certain people to do so much, they can't physically do it all, you know, because there's just so much work. And, you know, we have folks... That, that work for us that are working, you know, we tell people we don't work on Sundays, but I got people that are working Sunday. They're not coming to work, but they're at home. Yeah. They're at home on their I'm laptops and working. On and, Sundays. Yeah, people are sending emails. You know, people are working. And yeah. we, don't, we don't want you to, you know. We, yeah. We really do. We want you to have that day, but I find myself sending emails at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night right. on Sunday trying to get ready for Monday. And because it's just so much workload and everybody sees the train coming at you and we're just trying to be prepared. But, you know, I feel like, you know, a part of my job is making sure that six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, that we're all not still having to work 80 hours a week. You know, I tell people a good 60 hour week, that's good. You know, 60 hours a week, if we could get to that. Yeah. Great. But right now we're working. You know, there's no, it just always work. We wake up and work and go to sleep working and, and we love it. I absolutely love it. This is my, I love what I, I mean, I just can't say it enough. I mean, I love it. I know many of our leaders across the company, they love it too. But how sustainable is that, you know, to, to make sure that we're responsive to texts, to calls, to emails. And so when we go from where we are today to four times larger than we are today, we got to look for ways to innovate. And if we don't innovate, we'll die. 
That's right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the challenge, Jeff. Anything else you want to say? That is it. Yeah, we look That's forward it. to seeing everyone uh, I hate cold next weather. week. You hate cold weather. Yeah. Hey, it will be cold next week when people when people arrive. It may snow. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody, and have a great. <laughs> Bless you. Have a great Thank week. You.